Hey guys, welcome back to Pop Culture Confidential. I'm Christina Yerling Biro. So this week, we're going to dive deep into Ari Aster's Midsummer, which must be the most talked about and freakiest movie of the season. My guest is a very talented new star on the horizon. Wilhelm Blumgren is a 28-year-old Swedish actor and musician who'd mainly done theater roles in smaller parts when all of a sudden, this summer, he premiered in two lead roles in major productions. First in HBO's Swedish series Josta by acclaimed writer-director Lukas Modison, and then as Pelle in Astor's Midsummer. Now, Wilhelm told me that during the entire production of the movie, he had no idea what people were going to make of it. And I really get that. Midsummer is an incredibly delicate balance between horror and the totally absurd, between tragedy and gore, but it's ultimately very layered, brilliantly written, and visually stunning. And they had no need for worry. The reception has been overwhelmingly positive and celebrated. There's been comparisons to Bergman and Polanski, and theories and connections to classics like The Wizard of Oz and The Wicker Man. Wilhelm and I met recently in Stockholm to talk, and we talked about everything from working with Ari Aster, who Wilhelm says seems to see the entire film in his head while filming. Aster knows every edit. And we talked about interesting details from long days filming in Hungary and why you should never improvise with actor Will Poulter. What is particularly Swedish in this movie? And what was it like for the Swedish actors to play the scenes that were, how should I put this, not particularly Swedish? And of course, we talked about the interesting layers in the film, the theories and themes of grief, immigration, and nationalism, and all that other crazy shit that goes down in Midsummer. And a few of my American friends even sent some questions in that they've been curious about before they ever dare to visit Sweden again. So, welcome to Horga, the little village where the mysterious Pelle invites his group of American college friends to come celebrate Midsummer with his family. Danny, played by the incredible Florence Pugh, has just tragically lost her family when she leaves for the summer in Sweden. She leaves with two friends as well as her less-than-awesome boyfriend Christian, who's been considering her breakup before the trip. What they experience at Horga is not what they expected, as they find themselves in the middle of trippy ceremonies and horrifying traditions. I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity and I decided Look, I to do it. I don't mind you going. I just wish you would have told me. That's all. Christian says you've got this special week planned. It's sort of a crazy festival. Special ceremonies and dressing up. That sounds fun. Unbelievable. Welcome and happy midsummer. Skoll! So, welcome, Wilhelm. Thank, Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, as I said in the intro, we're going to spoil this. Okay. And I think we've come significantly far enough yeah, in, the, so in this that we can uh, we can spoil some stuff. So I think the listeners will be prepared for that. So yeah. I met you a couple months ago. We actually worked together mm-hmm. um, a little bit. And I remember saying, oh, my God, you are like you're going on this trip now. You were on your way to L.A. to New York to promote Midsummer at the same time as you were premiering the new Swedish HBO series with you in the lead. Yes. It's August now. 
Are you like Mr. Hollywood? How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I have some interesting uh, projects, not like uh, settled, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely definitely an interesting time ahead. So you got agents, people are calling. But... Yeah, they they are, and uh, I mean the most like different. Uh, it's different what kind of uh, what kind of roles that I get to try out for, but. I mean, for me, uh, the difference has been on, like, social media and stuff. Like, I get hundreds of messages every day, like, you were so great in midsummer, or how could you do that to your friends? <laughs> <laughs> That's what my American friends are saying. Yeah, never are. coming to visit you ever again. <laughs> yeah, I, I get a lot of those messages as well. Yeah. and But do you feel, was the sort of publicity machine um what you expected it to be no and uh, i mean i was i was pretty confident about uh, the swedish hbo series just uh like this is going to be good i i am proud of this project and i'm proud of what i did and uh, but with midsummer it was such a huge question mark for me mm-hmm. like when i read the script i was like what what is this i mean i like it but is it going to fly? I, I have no idea. And during the time we were re, uh, re uh, shooting, I was still at that like uncertainty. Uh, so, but when, when the first trailer came out, that's when I realized like, this is huge. Cause there was such a big, just boom in America. Like everyone is so, uh, everyone is waiting for this movie. And I hadn't realized that, but they were obviously before as well. But yeah, that was that was incredible. And when we went to New York and LA to promote it, I I was also shocked. Like so, so many people already know the entire movie just based on based on the trailer. <laughs> like people told me stuff about the movie that only us who was in it could have. Could have known. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, we're going to get into some really good details about yeah. that movie. But just in general, you're from um, Gotland, which is a very beautiful and special island here yeah. in Sweden. It's also uh, right off Gotland. You have Fora, which uh, where Bergman lived. Exactly. So that makes it, makes it a very mythical yeah. um, Swedish place. I want to know if you cel- how would you celebrate Midsummer with your family? Um, I would celebrate it uh, pretty much like the movie. I would celebrate. So you it. <laughs> mean you take mushrooms and throw your elders off no, cliffs? No, <laughs> we don't. We just have herring, potatoes, and yeah, the regular stuff. But the regular stuff, obviously, that's regular to me, uh, not in America. So we uh, have a fresh, I would say, a fresh lunch with salad and 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 pickled herring and potatoes and. Uh, something like that and then we maybe dance around the maypool for half an hour i used i i actually i don't dance because i play the violin mm. while people are dancing and uh then we just have beer and wine it's so funny because describing this that you play violin while beautiful women are on the maple sounds a <laughs> lot like the movie yeah. <laughs> i told ori very early that i play the violin and mm. also the music uh, director like I, uh, I I really want to play the violin in Midsummer, but mm-hmm. and I rehearsed with the musicians as well. But then 
didn't happen. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll organize that for yeah. you. Um, so, but like you were saying, you didn't have to worry about this movie because the reviews were stunning. I mean, literally, it's been compared to Polanski and, yeah. and, and, and also in terms of sort of visuals and, and the production design and all those things which became... But I'd like to know, you go back to your first impression of the script. What did you think that this was about? My first, like, what what really intrigued me was the visuals, because he has he had described them so well and so oh, already in the script. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was horrifying, horrifying uh, visuals. So I just thought, is this is this possible? If it is, it's going to be great. But I, I ha- had never seen anything uh, similar to that that had been like so great. When you meet, say, horrifying visuals, which ones are you talking about? I mean, about? you're uh, actually, in the director's cut, you're going to see mm. uh, uh, some uh, some new scenes that I actually think those were the 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 scenes that I really, like, hit, that really hit me when I read the script. Uh, but obviously the, 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 because it's in sunshine the whole time, that, that for me was how can, how can this be a, a horror movie or a, isn't it gonna ruin the horror? But I, I think it does the opposite. It just helps the horror. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like the 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 gate to Horga, the big, right, this big the big yellow, yeah, beautiful. the big like mm-hmm. sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I saw it for the first time, I was like, "Is this majestic enough?" And then we made the first shot. Uh, shot of it and I looked at it and I was just this is this is so beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so majestic and there were a lot of those kind of like visuals that I that I didn't think that was it was like d- uh, described in the script so it's uh, they're going through like a big wooden sun mm-hmm. and I'm like that seems ah uh, why mm-hmm. <laughs> couldn't it be like a big stone gate that would have been in my mind when you read it so much more majestic i think but this wooden sun but turns out it was an amazing entrance i think that's interesting because the one thing about this movie is if you try to describe it to someone um it sounds it can be it sounds i don't know corny crazy Mm. bananas in every way but at but then you see it, and it's not. I mean, how do you think that Ariaster has? What is the balance that he made it not go horribly wrong? Um, I mean, he is. Uh, I think he knows exactly during shooting. I mean, I, I said it to to some friends that he has already cut this movie because mm-hmm. he say we had a, a scene that was two pages long. And after three lines, he say he says cut, mm. because he don't want the whole scene in one angle, because he's not going to use that. So he knows from he knows the from the beginning exactly where the cuts are going to be, wow. uh, and how to edit it. So he doesn't waste time on like let's do it for this the whole scene in this in this angle, because he's not going to use it. He wow. already knows that. And how is that for you as an actor? Uh, in the beginning, compared to to uh, Lucas Modison, mm-hmm. who did uh, Justa, that was they were very different uh, directors. Like Lucas was, he 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 actually said this. Uh, like I I, so quote now I. 
I try to find the actors who are most similar to my to my visuals of the character so I don't have to direct. Mm. And Ari is like, yeah, obviously he wants to find people who are uh, who are as the character is described in his head, but but uh, he's very precise with everything with every word like yeah but uh, with that said he was he left the switch kind of alone mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i think it was because he just don't want to direct a swede to be a swede right right that's uh, far from his yeah. sort of knowledge mm -hmm. but there's i'm i'm quoting cuz on yosta we talked a lot of, there was a tremendous amount of improv yeah you guys improv and he let you mm. you know take the scene i'm figuring that what you're saying is that there's very little improv yeah. in midsummer i actually <laughs> i actually did one improv the first day no it, it didn't, didn't get in no <laughs> i was like whoop are you going for the screen um, but how did he describe Pelle to you? I mean, did you talk about Pelle when at all with him? Did you get some time with him before you started filming? Yeah, we yeah. had we had time. Uh, we we went there. Florence, Jack, William, Will, and me, and Laura and Archie and Hampus. The, mm -hmm. uh, the he, he plays Ingmar. Right, right. Your brother. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so we went there a couple of days before we started shooting, and just we had some uh, actually improv. Uh, we went to a restaurant that where you make your own food as mm -hmm. our characters, mm -hmm. but we, I don't think we told the, uh, the ones who the people at the restaurant. No. <laughs> so I, I was very uh, like stressed because Will Poulter, who plays Mark, who is the really the the asshole, right? He he was just so rude to, oh, no. to everyone. <laughs> In character, obviously. and they're like these and Americans, I like, and I was like, "I'm so sorry about him to to the to the staff mm -hmm. all the time." <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but we were there for like four hours just making food, which uh, which was horrible. There was so uh, very bad recipes. Okay, so you were like in their restaurant making. Yeah, their yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like their concept, mm -hmm. but whatever. We uh, so that we did that. That mm -hmm. was. Fun and uh, useful to do that, to like see how they are in private. Because I, I think that I had, like m in my mind, Pelle was so much more mysterious mm -hmm. than, than he turned out to be. Because I think he's pretty standard. Like he's just a, a regular guy in terms of being with his friends. Right. Obviously when you're in Horga, he's mysterious and special. Mm -hmm. But the scenes in New York or in the USA... So he's Pelle's not playing a game particularly in New York. I mean, he knows he wants to get them there, but he's yeah. still having a good time on his own. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I think I think he is. That's why I, because I'm I'm having trouble to like say that he is evil because I don't think he's he is evil. I I think he's very very genuine, and I like that about Pelle. Like. He, he wants to continue the traditions yeah, of his family, which he, he believes in. Yeah. I mean, he's a cult member. <laughs> yeah, but he also really likes the people. Maybe, maybe like he and Mark annoys him a bit, mm -hmm. and also Christian. But I think he likes Christian. He likes them all, and just like to defend all the Horgan's actions. That is like, it's a privilege to get sacrificed. It it is, and obviously you can see that happening to the Horgans as well, and also Ingmar. 
they sacrifice themselves. Henrik's the one who sacrifices himself at the end in the in Yeah, the fire. exactly. Yeah. And he he gets and so mad because the root right. Yeah. And so and they they are they are pr- they are privileged to be sacrificed in that way to be part of what we call the everything. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, I I'm definitely sure that Pellen knows that the American gang don't uh, agree with that. They don't want to die. But Pella knows better. I don't say that he does the right thing, but, mm. but what? Ari Aster has said that he writes in crisis, and, and, and that's what he always does, that when he writes, he's in crisis, he, he yeah. said. Um, and that this particular story was really a story about grief, and he was approached by the Swedish producers to make a horror movie, but he could put his own breakup mm. story into it, and yeah. it became really interesting to him. He says that he sees himself in the Florence character and the, mm. this part of his own breakup. He hasn't gone into any details no, of that. But, I don't know but what does he, who does sort of Pelle represent in this grief story? And could you see that when you were reading the script? Did you realize that, whoa, this is about a breakup? Uh, I had heard, I mean, I, I, I don't think that I have, would have seen it that way if I hadn't heard those exact words uh, like it's a breakup movie yeah if I didn't have heard that I would have probably not seen it as a breakup movie but I think that was a good thing that I because it's so much uh, it's it brings so many layers to everything that happens if you see it as a breakup movie I think and I have to say congratulations because during all this you got engaged to your girlfriend. Yeah. So in your case, in Los Angeles. Yes. <laughs> so for you, it's not a breakup movie. No, yeah. it's a <laughs> staying together movie. Yeah. No, but but um, I'm. It's not an original thought, but for me, it was as many others have said. The first forty minutes of the movie are the horror. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, for me, the 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 scene when when Florence and and uh, Jack are. Are arguing about him going to. He didn't t- tell tell him mm-hmm. that she, he was going to to Sweden, and she ends up saying she's sorry. Yeah, that's that like, is the that hurts. That is the horror yeah. of this movie. That's the peak of the horror, I mm. think. And combining that with then coming to you know what happens at Horg, I mean that's what makes it, uh, as you were saying, another level <clears throat> than a horror movie yeah. about something that happens yeah. in the midnight sun. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, mean, absolutely. and the whole the loss of her family and mm. the grief that she's in, and and then you come to a community where everyone does everything together, so loss is not felt no, in yeah. the same way as mm. as she feels it. So so anyway, it's very. But also, that's where Pell is like evil plan uh, question mark quote uh, evil plan uh, happens because uh, no not the evil but where he like uh, want to uh, take Danny from Christian because mm-hmm. he's doing this small little like he knows that Christian didn't remember her birthday so she, he gives uh, her uh, like a portrait of her right a beautiful and painting. then Sketch. he tells and then he tells Christian, like, it's her birthday, just so you know. Mm. Uh, Sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> and then the of the barn scene there, where, where do you feel held by him? Mm-hmm. Does he feel like home to you? Yeah. yeah. He, asked the rest, he asks the right questions to make her realize. Start thinking. That's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
uh, you were talking about, the, I'd like to talk about this incredible location where you were. It's in Hungary. It's expensive to film in Sweden. So yeah. then they found a location in Hungary. Lots of the um, department heads were Swedish. Incredible production design yeah. by Henrik yeah. Svensson, who I, I hadn't seen anything of his done before. But tell me a little bit about filming there and, and um, the location itself. Me and uh, and Hampus Halberg, the the Ingmar mm-hmm. uh, character, he, we and the Swedish producer went there like the, the f- a few days before shooting, and we were just stunned by the beauty and the. It it is incredible. Like also, they planted the Swedish trees that are not regular in in Hungary. And the flowers, they were they were so accurate, uh, and I so really, it felt Swedish. To I you. mean, it's it's sort of a, a, a past like architecture and post architecture, and I, I I mean so I don't necessarily see this regularly in Sweden, but I have seen it like on maybe on Skansen and mm-hmm. and like. These old villages, but I really felt like this could definitely be Sweden. No, I felt this is Swedish. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were saying that art is very, very specific. Um, tell me a little bit about filming. Was there a lot of waiting? How did how did it go? I mean, a day when you were there are a lot of scenes when you're sitting at these long tables waiting to eat. I imagine that those took a bit of time. They were exhausting, actually. Mm-hmm. They we. I think all the dinner scenes, I think we spent two to three days on every dinner scene. Like 36 angles or something. Uh, so that was, uh, and the food. Uh, now I'm going to tell you something. That, that there's uh, the, the last uh, dinner scene, I think it is, when there's a mirror table uh, and Danny's just been crowned May Queen. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had this huge pig's head in front of me and uh, they were there were uh, flies laying eggs in the pig's uh, nose and like 15 minutes later it starts pouring out worms oh. that was a horror movie have they not heard that can, was can they, a horror movie can they not make a pig's head in some sort of effects no <laughs> everything was uh, he wanted everything real, real. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. but that was disgusting yeah. and it started to like he's it looked like the pig started to vomit out, like oh my God. thousands of. Worms. Did they remove it or just keep yes, filming? They had, for, yeah. they had another one. Okay, so. okay. <laughs> I think thought Ari's like that's great. But film. I, I filmed it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, we can put that up. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. And but yeah, so those were long and excruciating. Yeah, because yeah. it was it was uh, it was so hot. I mean, it was thirty five degrees Celsius every day. Like yeah, mm. so. Uh, and this is not the land of the midnight sun. So I'm supposing you're filming during the day, actually midday, yes. and because yeah. you couldn't shoot. No, that's... we had like two night shoots. They are in the director's cut, I think. Mm-hmm. But every every day was like from from seven to uh, seven or something. And and did you did you feel that? I mean, did you understand where he was going with these? I mean, did it get frustrating, or was like, well, I, you know, you could sort of get a feeling. Of... I mean, I, I'm so happy we did all this work because I think it's an incredible movie, actually, uh, and I think it's because of his preciseness that's 
that it is incredible. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of like sure that we're not going to use 36 angles mm -hmm. of this dinner. <laughs> we're going to use maybe half of it. I don't know. But so, but obviously you don't know which angle you want to use. So yeah, it was exhausting and, and, and like sometimes boring just to sit because the organs as well we have to sit so straight, straight yeah, yeah i'm thinking of straight that. back and like mm -hmm. very calm and the sun is just right in your face mm -hmm. and you just try to open your eyes and it's just burning mm -hmm. i mean when we were in the where the etostupan is right right it was clear 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 sky and everything was white like the the surroundings were just white so It was so bright. You couldn't that see place me. was so bright. I, 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 when when they were like, okay, action, we just started to open our eyes as much as we could, and then we just tears just flooded oh. because it, was, it hurt so much. Mm -hmm. As a director on in on those very difficult, tedious scenes where Ari is, you know, he knows what he wants and he's kind of he says he writes in crisis. How does he direct? In crisis. Also, yeah. <laughs> no, he, yeah, he is. Uh, I think he's very nervous, like nervous all the time. How, how, how she, he was, he was worried about us, uh, but also wanting to make us do it better and again and again and again and again. Like he said, just one more. He could say it thirteen times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. And he, I think he also felt bad about it every time. Like, I don't want to say one more, but can we do one more? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And he, I think, I think uh, maybe he he works better that way. I don't know. I mean, doesn't a lot of uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> artists work better in crisis? Yeah, most of us are in doubt all the time, especially on some kind of big production yeah. like that. No, I can understand that. Okay, so you were this amazing, really incredible group of Swedes working on mm. this movie. Lots of good actors that we've seen here in, 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 in movies. And But I was thinking when you guys were there together, at what point did you guys just look at each other and say, This is fucking bananas. <laughs> What are we doing? Pretty much like the first day yeah. we were, and then we just like oh, get into, got into it. Like this is this is normal now. But then we we had some like when they, we did at the stupa, like okay, this is this this is new. Mm -hmm. uh, also, in the one scene in the director's cut, that's that's actually really funny. Okay. Uh, we do a, like a theater. Uh, so I'm I'm not going to tell you anymore. But uh, we do a, like a farce kind of thing. It's very funny. Okay, uh, well, but also uh, oh, scary. <laughs> <laughs> but but did you did you like talk amongst yourselves of a or and did you, about this is just crazy? Something? No, we actually had interesting conversations. Like obviously we we laughed about a lot mm -hmm. uh, and laughed. Uh, uh, yeah, we laughed a lot, uh, and uh, and but we also like started thinking mostly about the uh, the uh, like there is a poster or a like a banderol in the beginning of the film that When says the car goes yeah Helsingland? that says stop the mass immigration to Helsingland. Uh, so we we had like conversation about that what how we didn't know that was supposed to be there but we had some thoughts about like this is 
this is immigrants mm -hmm. uh, or guests from another and they all die mm -hmm. uh, and why why oh, what is what is the what's the point of that is there a message or is there not a message but so obviously clean, already keeping had the race clean or something yeah like that? I, mm -hmm. I i i really think so and mm -hmm. and uh, christian for example he has blue eyes uh, and he impregnates a girl mm -hmm. everyone every Swede has blue eyes that was Ari's According to Ari, request. okay. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. so it's interesting because not a lot of um, people have picked up on that angle. No. It's mostly been about grief and yeah. Breakup. I, I read an interesting, an interesting uh, review on the on, on a Swedish paper mm -hmm. and that said, like, this is a very fundamentally nationalistic way of of, of viewing life, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I hadn't really thought about it that way before I read it, and now I, I'm. I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah, interesting. Um, did you ever? Did you guys ever sort of talk to Ari about this? Is not something. This is not yeah, a Swedish. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. But in a funny way. Like, yeah. He is also very interested. Like he's a very interested. He's very interested in in traditions and in. The, this in the Swedish culture, and he actually and also other cults. It doesn't yeah, have to particularly yeah, be Sweden. Yeah. No, no. But he was. I think he was like five times celebrating Midsummer in Sweden before shooting the movie. Mm. So he did. He did a thing. Like he did the the Midsummer thing. Mm -hmm. Because there's some difficult scenes for the Swedish cast. I mean that. I mean in the movie. I saw it once here in Sweden also. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's laughs in certain places with the Swedish audience that is not with the American audience, and the American audience laughs mm. at other things mm. that the Swedish audience laughs at. Um, but, I mean, to get sort of the Swedish group of Horgans to do some scenes that are really difficult and sort of explain, I mean, that must have been, there must have been some discussions. and. Yeah, but I think we actually just, like, or what scenes are you referring to? Well, I'm thinking. I mean, I think everyone sort of laughs at the at. You were referring to the sex, to the impregnation yeah. scene, um, which must have been, you know, that's quite an intimate scene to film yeah. for everyone in the mm, cast, um, and that must have taken some discussion. It did, but I think I, I wasn't involved with, in that scene. Uh, but uh, and that was the last thing we did. Uh, so I think I actually already had gone home. Had gone, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, they rehearsed it, and they were like, "These group of people are going to do it, and no one else is going to be in the room." In the room, yeah, and there were pre lots of preparations, mm. and I think it's a an in incredible, incredible scene. Mm. The Swedish audience laughed at some things because they are real. For example, yeah. when when um, you said "Bixmundi," huh? everyone in the audience laughed. Yeah. "Bixmundi" is is a real. Um, Thing term, in, yeah, a real term yeah. in Sweden, which means that that's the age where you are legally allowed to have mm. sex. Um, and it's but in the movie, I think my American didn't didn't realize if that was something that the Horgans had. Oh yeah, yeah that it was there. <laughs> that it was their um, term yeah. for now. The girls here can yeah. you know choose whatever yeah. to impregnate. And also another when one of the the elders says that um, he she, he couldn't go in the car with her because we follow traffic rules here, yeah. which is also a very <laughs> real hilarious. Swedish thing to say, and not a particularly Horgan yeah. thing because Swedes would actually not sit what? on someone's lap to drive no, no, somewhere. They wouldn't. 
So but they can obviously sacrifice a lot of people. That's that's not the <laughs> Swedish law. No, that's not the Swedish law. But I was thinking, did the American cast have any fun questions for you? Uh, no, I think. I mean, yeah, they, we we talked about Midsummer, but uh, in, especially when when there were some similarities, we I I could like whisper to them like this is actually what we do, mm-hmm. and sometimes I fool them. Yeah. Sometimes I didn't. It we actually do have a pig that vomits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm. What you were talking about before with the like the humor, what what works in America and what works in Sweden. There was actually when we were at the opening in Los Angeles, I I was so confused and so shocked because I think one of Pella's lines had like the biggest laugh. Mm-hmm. in the audience and I had never thought about it as a joke so I was I was very shocked what so was that? that was in the beginning when when uh, uh, me and Florence are sitting in the sofa at Mark's uh, Christian's place I think uh, and um, and she asks we, I ask her about her uh, her studies like right. are you doing psychology and she says uh that's how you know I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. And then I say, also that funny look in your eye. And the audience just went crazy. Mm-hmm. And I had never thought of it, thought about that as a joke. And then I we, I saw it in Sweden and I, I th- it was just silence. No one laughed. <laughs> Why do you think that the, the difference is? I don't know what the joke is. I still don't really know what the joke is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he would dare say that you're a bit crazy. Yeah, but is that... Is that really that funny? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to ask this to audience. No, but it's interesting. Do you do you feel that the reception um, has been different? Um, I was actually really worried worried about the uh, the Swedes' reactions, but uh, I'm I'm surprised. It's it's really good. Mm-hmm. A lot of people really enjoy it, and also uh, laughs about it. Like, yeah. The sex scene that was just people just were just laughing. I I, I can't really laugh. I can laugh sometimes when mm. when uh, Rebecca, the the girl who plays the the one who takes Christian's cheek, cheek and right, starts right. singing. Mm. That that is that is uh, well, so strange that you just can't do anything else than laugh. I think there's different laughter there. There's sort of those who nervously laugh yeah. because it's just so uh, yeah. you know, it's just something. It just feels awkward to look at yeah. something like this happening. And then there's just the sort of the absurdity of of it. Uh, and no. But my laugh in that scene when I when I start laughing, it's it suddenly stops when there is an image of a Ruben, the inbreeded child. Yes, that just lies there looking at it. Yeah. That is for me one the like the second most horror images, most horrifying images image in this movie. I think mm. I really that was shocking. I, I. What do you think is going through his head? Why do you? Think? I just think it's Horga went too far there. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't need to see this. He's like ten years old. No. Why is she? So Most why of is us think Horga to... went too far and ended yes. the stiff one, but you're the <laughs> sweet here, so uh, yeah. no. But I, but I see what you're saying. And the, the second, and the, the question I got from most of my um, friends who wanted to to ask things is about your how. What is your um, thought? What are your thoughts on the ending? 
I I uh, I love the ending. <laughs> I think it's so beautiful and and the transparency of the picture there where where Florence is just bursting out in this amazing charming smile and and the burning building in the in the background that uh I think she is home uh that's uh, like the main word for it and but I think like she has she has finally found a family that she can I, I yeah she she find find found the family and she stopped apologizing to Christian yeah <laughs> she killed him yeah but I don't really th- I that's that's I'm, I'm I'm unsure that that's exactly what she wanted to do mm-hmm. like he she is so influenced by drugs and uh, he can't speak she can't speak either so she's just looking at him I I and her eyes is very conflicted for me there because other. There is one version where she's just uh, punishing him, like, "Yeah, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna, you're gonna burn in hell." But there is also uh, one part of the, of, uh, or one version of the those eyes of her eyes that's that's just scared, like, "Help me, Christian, mm-hmm. help me." What was the most difficult scene for you? Um, I think it was the one in the barn. Uh, partly because, sorry, is that the one where you're uh, talking sorry, yeah, with, when with I, Danny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, sort of manipulating. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, partly because I, it started raining the night before, so they they already called me like we're gonna have to do this scene today, and that was scheduled for like weeks. Oh. So I I wasn't. I wasn't really prepared for it. These lines and everything. Yeah, no, no, I didn't know them at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, so I just started. I rehearsed it like the, half the night, and then mm-hmm. I continued it in the morning, and then we did it. And I think it, it was a, it, it was a good scene. Oh, it turned out great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and maybe that was because I was unprepared and like didn't think so much about it. Just did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it was. Uh, it was that was the most challenging challenging thing mm-hmm. i think also the one in also everything with florence was not because of her at all but just that's when pelish like i he's he's layered there and how do you uh, how, that was the difficult thing to to try to hint about all the layers but not tell not really Playing, playing them out. Yeah, you had to sort of underplay yeah. sort of currents. <laughs> My American listeners will not be able to see Yosta yet, your no. HBO series. Hopefully they will because it's worth it. But in Yosta you play a character um, that uh, is sort of compared to Dostoevsky's The Idiot. I mean, mm. he's so nice that mm. he literally sort of disappears himself just helping other people um taking care of other people he's a child psychologist so he's taking care of them his family invades him he's just goodness uh, incarnate and i remember when i hadn't seen midsummer and we talked a lot about yes then i was thinking well interesting he's going to play one very good character and one very super evil character because that i knew that this was about but honestly they feel very similar i mean i find 
just a kind of creepy too. I don't, <laughs> I don't think wow. you. Well, yeah. I don't think you can be that good. Did you see similarities in these two characters? Uh, I'm gonna return to the word genuine because mm-hmm. I, 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 I think uh, just is he, he's not. That's not a game. I, he's playing like he wants to. He's being nice just to gain his like confidence or self-esteem or anything. I think it's just. But I don't think Pelle is either. No, he's no, no. Very, he's sure of his uh, mission. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> I, I totally agree. So actually, when I when I went from Justa to start playing Pelle, that's when I like told myself because uh, I didn't tell myself that I'm going to be such a nice guy here. That's that's my my aim. It, that just sort of happened with the script and the improv, and I understand and I had an understanding of the character. But when I was supposed to do Pelle, I just thought to myself, "Okay, how 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 am I going to do this?" And then I thought, "I'm gonna I'm gonna be as nice and genuine and charming as I possibly can." So I tried to do that all the time with Pelle, and that's probably why it feels like. They are not the same character, but uh, they're similar to each other, mm. uh, and I I absolutely agree with mm. that because I think that's the the horrible turn with Pele. Like he is a nice person, he is a charming person, and then he just have Alora in a wheelbarrow in yeah. the end. And also to return to the to the phrase, uh, it's a privilege. Privilege. Right. He wants to give this to them. Mm. I think. So he really likes them. Yeah, he wants exactly. them to. <laughs> but you, I, I get the feeling that you feel that Pele is, is genuinely he really cares for Danny. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think she, they, uh, he is in love with her from the from the beginning, before the movie, like first time she they met, mm-hmm. uh, and he sees that that Christian isn't the right person for her. There's nothing wrong with Christian. He's a shitty boyfriend, but he's not a bad person. He doesn't deserve to burn up like that. But uh, I think he knows that he's going to be so much better for her. That's what he I, understands. Yeah. They, he has an emotional. He's very. He has a very emotional. All the organs are very emotional. They have this. Uh, they necessarily don't speak to each other because they can read their like. Or or. Yeah, they can read, uh, not it's thoughts, but feelings. feelings. Somehow, yeah, yeah, they, they feel the same. Language of feelings mm-hmm. instead, and he is very close to that, like the world of feelings. And we started by talking about that this was, I mean, it's not that you went from from nothing. You have studied and 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 long, had lots yeah. of smaller roles, but I mean, this type of exposure that you've had this summer yeah. and of your first TV series and your first feature. Um, can you tell us about any of the roles that? Is it all secret or? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, it's like uh, I, I really I, I get to try out for like roles that was never in my vocabulary before. What type it's, of roles is it? It's uh, all from like uh, lead singers in a seventies band to to uh, generals in the Russian army. Uh, that's cool. So you're not in some sort of horror no, stereotypical. That's, that's yeah. nice, actually. Yeah, I, there is some horror also, but but not mainly. Yeah, no. or just sort of the you you mentioned Russia, but you're not just as a Swede. 
playing. No, 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 no. I, there's no, I think, no, I, I, oh, I, I'm, I'm at home now. My, I put all my time into trying to learn accents. Yeah. British accents and Cockney. I, last week I, I studied Cockney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's, your, that's new to me. That's really new to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's, in Sweden, you, there's not often that you have to do an accent. Because if, if you do, you do, you just take someone as an actor with that accent. The accent, right, yeah. right. But did you, um, so are you, do you have something set? Are you filming? Are I you have, leaving uh, Sweden? I or have are something you set, yeah. Um, outside uh, of Sweden? Or? Yeah, mm-hmm. in, in, in England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very exciting. Well, it's, <laughs> I feel like, I'm, I'm, I haven't known you all that long, but I feel like I sort of been part of your trip yes, and I was I, almost I like, worried about you and, <laughs> and, and, and so happy because I too, I mean, had the feeling that this is, feels so weird mm. that either it can be uh, Ari Aster, the auteur that we know from Hereditary and everything can be absolutely incredible and, and you, know, mm. you know, compared to Bergman and everything that yeah. people talk about. Or it can be the weirdest, just like, what are these Swedes doing in this movie? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 kind, was... and very stereotypical and weird um, mm. in a way that, that, that wouldn't even be funny, if you mm. know what I mean. Mm. I understand that worry. Yeah. But uh, I actually didn't see it uh, on the new the New York screening because I saw it one day before with mm. the, with the cast, and we were just like we couldn't say anything to each other afterwards. So we just went home to Florence's apartment, and then we were silent for a few minutes more, and then we had two glasses of wine, and then we could talk about it. and And I was just realizing more and more like this was a really good movie. This was. And I, I, I didn't even feel like I was in it, because it was something so different from what I thought it was going to be. I, I had my doubts about it, like until the end. But when I watched it, it was just ah, it was. I, maybe it's weird to say, but I love it. I love the movie. Mm. <laughs> it's so interesting. I think that I don't think I've ever spoken to an actor, anyone who who doesn't have an idea after the entire filming of if this is good or bad. <laughs> and I think that's just fascinating. Willem, will you come back and when you've done your big other projects again? Absolutely. And you're here? <laughs> we'll still be here. Yep, that's Thank perfect. you very much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much to Wilhelm Blomgren. Midsummer is out in theaters now, and there's going to be a director's cut out that Wilhelm talked about, so let's be on the lookout for that. And thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a moment, please review us as well. This show was edited by Julia Scott, and I'm Christina Jörling-Biro.
Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 